Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge on Yahoo Sports Radio. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, our first guest is becoming a regular on this program. We had former linebacker Kevin Green on two weeks before the Hall of Fame selection. We had him on during Super Bowl week. And now we've asked him back, I think this is the fourth time in the last calendar year, guys, to tell us what it feels like to finally cross the threshold after 12 long years of waiting. Kevin, first of all, thanks for coming back. But most importantly, congratulations on an honor long overdue. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. I always always enjoy our visits. So, yes, I am just tickled to death, and I'm still uh, not quite in touch with reality yet again. I'm still (laughs) walking on cloud nine, so uh, I'm still still pretty pumped about it. It it is uh, definitely a very humble honor. Well, I mentioned to you, we've spoken to you a lot over the past year, and we have, so we know how much the selection means to you, Kevin. So please, if you can, describe the situation with David Baker, who's the president of the Pro Football Hall, knocked on your door to tell you, yeah. You finally made it. You know, it, it, it was pretty neat. At, at the time that the knock came, I had just finished telling my son, Gavin. My, my daughter, Gabby, was also in the room, as well as my wife, Tara. You know, I just finished saying, okay, look, son, we've been here before. And when we get the phone call, you know, telling us good luck next year and come down and, and congratulate your Hall of Fame, you know, teammates and so forth. We need to handle this graciously, son. And with this is, I've been here. With this is, he's like, no, dad, you're going to get in. You're going to make it, dad. And I'm like, son, look, I've been here before, and this is the way we want to graciously handle this, son. Okay. And then right then, as I'm, really starting to get Gavin under control and say, hey, this is the way we're going to handle it. Then that big boom, boom, boom from, you know, the president of the Hall of Fame, Mr. David Baker, who's a very large American. (laughs) (laughs) Big guy. (laughs) 420 pounds. His knocks are are a thundering, you know, hammer on the door. And I jumped out of my seat and I looked at at Gavin. He's like, what was that? And I went and looked through the peephole and, Mr. David Baker, his old head picking up, you know, the old people, bless his heart. And I turn around, I give everybody a thumbs up, like, yeah! And I open the door and I give him, he gives me a big bear hug, and, you know, and we're just all hugging and crying. It's just, it's, it was just a, a, a surreal moment. Really, really cool. Kevin, when you're elected to the Hall of Fame, a bond forms with your classmates. Tony Judge, you said that Marvin Harris has already named you captain of the class of 2016. <laughs> do, do you sense a kinship developing with the Dungeons, Harrisons, and DeBartolos? Oh, yes, sir. I mean, uh, we were just all really tremendously uh, gracious with each other, and, you know, congratulating each other and, you know, just hugging each other because this this really was something I think we were all really uh, looking forward to, to, to really cap off our, our career. I think we all thought we belonged and just... If one reason or another came up short every year, and then when it happened, we were just all just so finally relieved that we were all in and we were all in together. And so we just, you know, just a lot of hugs and congratulations with each other. It was just a, a tremendous feeling. Kevin, you, of course, had to be patient for a long period of time, longer than a lot of people thought was justified. Uh, this year, of course, you had Terrell Owens, who 
first time as a candidate and didn't get in and he's been barking ever since about this that and the next thing i'm just wondering once you get in does it seem a lot less important how long it took yes sir yes sir that's correct i think uh you know time you know that you wait for this thing really is it's a non-factor at, at that point you know you're just so happy so humbled and blessed and uh so relieved i think you know that is uh, finally come to fruition. So, uh, yes, sort of the time that you've waited really uh, is a non-factor at that point. So you're just really grateful to uh, be a part of such a wonderful uh, elite fraternity. We're speaking with Hall of Fame linebacker and class of 2017 captain, apparently, Kevin Green on the Talk of Fame Network. And, and Kevin, um, when you close your eyes, do you see yourself as a Steeler, a Ram, or a Panther. I'm not going to ask you about the 49ers because I covered you that one you were there, you were there, and you were there only one year. But how about the three others, the Steelers, Rams, or the Panthers? Yes, sir, that's a good question. I played eight years uh, with the L.A. Rams, and by uh, far the longest tenure of any team I played for. And I was a Pro Bowl player out there, and I did some good things for that team and uh, racked up some pretty good sack numbers and so forth. But it wasn't until... I became a Steeler in that first year of free agency in 1993 that I think I really stepped up on the stage and really became, you know, that dominant player that could potentially, you know, if I strung some years back to back to back, you know, be, uh, you know, considered for the Hall of Fame. It was there in Pittsburgh in three rivers surrounded by some great players. I had Greg Lloyd on the other side of me and I had LeVar Kirkland, Chad Brown, and Jerry Oslowski, inside linebackers. And in my corner, who, who I worked in conjunction with, pass coverage, concepts, schemes, and so forth, was Hall of Famer Rod Woodson. And, and Carnell Lay coming down, eight-man box, you know, and then I had Darren Perry over the top. I, had, I mean, I just had a great supporting cast around me that just made me a better player and that that's when I really started to step up my play as, as a student. So uh, I hope I've answered your question in a roundabout way, you know, and not really, you know, ticking off a lot of folks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kevin, Kevin, I want to follow, I want to follow up on Ron's question so I can go, as you've discovered, the process for election to the hall of fame is supposed to be difficult. The sense I've gotten from many of the enshrinees is that the longer the wait by a candidate, the greater the sense of appreciation. Is that the case with you? Do you have a greater sense of appreciation for the honor now after 12 year wait than had you gone in the first year of eligibility? And uh, another fine question. Let me let me put my answer like this: Is that you know I always kind of thought I belonged, and when I looked around at some of the people that were being put in before me, some of the people that played the same position that I did, uh, that three, four outside linebacker, you know, pass rush kind of guy, that I know that I, I played longer and I did it that really did better as far as the production and, and impact on on four teams. You know, I, I looked at that and uh, I was confused about the process more than anything. And uh, so I guess uh, it it, it was a relief that it, it, it finally happened. Of course, like I know a lot of Hall of Famers, they they think it really should have happened, you know, three, five, seven years before. But it, it was just a a, a, re, a relief that it had it finally happened, and and a relief of you know no more confusion about the process. It really doesn't matter anymore. You know, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm a member of the 2016 class of Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
So right, and you get to, you'll get to see on that gold jacket. You're the captain, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you were the only defensive player selected this year, and defensive players are outnumbered about two to one in the Hall of Fame. The last safety we put in uh, played in 1980, Kenny Houston. Uh, are the voters yeah. missing the boat on defense? In your mind? Yeah, you know, I hate to be selfish, but I I, I do wish the, the voters would look a little bit more uh, at the defensive side of the ball and and see that there has been some, you know, really really fine players that have have slipped through the cracks. You know, one reason or another, kind of like you know, I, I had felt that was happening to me, and you know, the Steve Atwaters of the world, you know, and the Sam Mills of the world, and 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 I I would I would like the voters to you know consider you know kickers a little bit more seriously. I I looked at Morton Anderson and, and, and the reality of, of Morton Anderson is that he has scored more points than anybody in the history of the NFL. And and for me as a player, that, that holds a, a, a lot of weight with me. Uh, I know he's a kicker, I, I got that, but the man has scored more points than he played for Till 23, 25 years, he was on all decade team of the 80s and 90s. You know, I, I don't know, six, seven time All Pro, six, seven time Pro Bowl. Uh, you know, I just, I wish, um, you know, those stats, you know, stuck out and, and, and mattered uh, a, a little bit more. Hey, Kevin, thanks so much for answering our calls this past month. Congratulations on reaching Canton. I appreciate your time, guys, as always. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We're looking forward to the party. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Me <laughs> 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 Thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take care. That was Hall of Fame linebacker Kevin Green. Up next, the case for Jim Marshall in the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk Fame Network.